the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Some clouds. The deal for the evening, down to 34. Should have sun tomorrow morning, then getting cloudy later in the day with a high of 39. At this point, looks like a little light snow may kick in late tomorrow night and overnight into Friday morning. Maybe an inch or two or three by the time it's done sometime Friday. Getting very windy on Friday as well. Flyers lost 4-1 to Anaheim last night. Wrapping up a road trip where they won once, they lost in overtime once, and flat out lost a couple of games. Not the best. Uh, Cam Atkinson scored his 13th goal of the year, the only goal for the Flyers last night, and he talked a bit after the game about that. I mean, I think we did some good things. I think there's obviously room for improvement. You know, obviously tough when guys go down, but, you know, guys obviously have to step up and just gives more guys opportunity. But I think overall, you know, I think it was an okay road trip. Flyer goalie uh, Carter Hart back in net after being out for a while, had 26 saves. One of the goals was an empty netter in the final seconds. And Hart talked about his first start back against Anaheim last night. Yeah, I mean, a little rusty to start, but felt a lot better as the game went on and uh, felt some more pucks, but. A uh, big game against a rival here on, on Thursday, and it's always a good match against those guys in Pittsburgh. So I'll uh, look forward to it and be ready for, for Thursday and be better. Flyer goalie Carter Hart, interim head coach Mike Yo also spoke after the game, assessing the kind of disappointing road trip. Well, obviously, uh, when you're looking at the results, that's not good. We had one win on the trip, and we're unfortunately we're in a position where we're chasing everybody, and it's it's really difficult to you know to sit here and say, oh, we did this well or we did that well. The bottom line is we need to we need to grind some points. So we got to stay with the pack here. That said, I, I I will say that our guys did battle extremely hard tonight. There was a number of opportunities that we had, grade A opportunities. We couldn't find a way to put the puck in the net. And uh, and so you score one goal, puts you in a pretty tough position. But uh, certainly can't fault the uh, uh, the effort of the players. I thought that uh, uh, the last two games, even though we didn't get wins, were quite potentially our best games uh, on this trip. So we got to keep building. we got to keep finding a way to get better and uh, and obviously we got to get back home and and we got to make sure that we we have ready for a great effort against a tough Pittsburgh team. That's Flyer interim head coach Mike Yo. Uh the Eagles getting ready for their game which is Saturday night in case you missed it at 8:15 against Dallas again as they say flexed to Saturday often games are Sunday but uh, they are going to be taking them on to wrap up their season and uh defensive tackle Javon Hargrave talked about the fact that on the other side, playoffs are on the way, and what does he think about those? I mean, it's, uh, it's been a while for me, uh, actually, uh, but it's just I just know playoff football is a different type of speed. You can't make too many. You can't make the same mistake. You really can't make any mistakes because it's just really a, a tight margin for error. And like I said, it's just the speed going to go up, and you just got to be 
you can't start slow. You got to play consistently. That's defensive tackle Javon Hargrave of the Eagles who played uh, back with the Steelers and was in the playoffs his rookie season. You'll hear that with athletes sometimes, uh, the uh, fact that when you're in bigger stakes games, things seem to accelerate and just have to do what you can to slow it down and and do the things that got you there. Uh, Also uh, from the Eagles uh, tackle Jordan Mailata talked about you know, it wasn't that long ago that playoffs seemed to be a, a, you know nowhere near possible. They were two and five, but they've won seven of their last nine games. Yeah, obviously making the playoffs is a big deal, and especially for me, you know, starting my first year and, and playing with the the guys on the line and and the rest of my teammates, it's such a special feeling when you have bought into the system, the process that your head coach and your coaches are implementing. And so for us, when we look back at that two and five start, you know, we, we knew we were going to go somewhere. We knew the weapons we had on our team. Uh, we understood the process, but trusting in the process was that next step that we had to take. And once we started trusting in the process and listening to the coaches and, you know, going through the details and making sure that we won't repeat offenders and making the same mistakes over and over again and, holding each other accountable, you know, we that's when the ball started rolling. And so, you know, everybody said we got off to a slow start, but we understood the, the weapons and the assets that we had in our team. So we were more than confident moving forward that we knew what we had. We just had to, to make it click. And towards the end of the season, the ball started rolling. Eagles tackle Jordan Mailata. I like hearing him talk. I love the accent. He's from Australia, and you may be well familiar with his story, but he was a rugby player for many years and really was not a football player at all. In fact, I think he said he only uh, was familiar with you know National Football League by watching the Super Bowl, and that was basically it. But he's a big guy and very skilled and has uh, transitioned very well to the pro football game for the Eagles. Uh, again, their game against Dallas is Saturday night at 8-15, and as the weekend unfolds, I'm sure we'll see who the Eagles a draw in that first round of the playoffs. And uh, before that, Sixers are, of course, not to be forgotten. They're at Orlando this evening at 7. We have a really full show today. Uh, before we get to more things, just want to let you know, you've been hearing a little bit about Preborn, which is a ministry that we've been partnering with for a few years now. They're a nonprofit ministry that helps provide free ultrasounds uh, for pregnant women and girls who might otherwise be inclined to not keep their baby and just kind of the simple, sweet thing of being able to see your child and, and hear the heartbeat can go a really long way. And so we try to raise some awareness and some support for that. Uh, last year, the goal was 400 ultrasounds, kind of like one a day, uh, you know, because January is Sanctity of Human Life Month. But that matters every day of the year. And it matters in many other ways, uh, to be fair. In addition to uh, not having an abortion, there are a lot of other ways to be pro-life that we should also be doing right alongside that. Uh, having said that, the goal was 400 last year, and we actually wound up blowing way past it to, uh, I think it was 774. Now, uh, as we partner with Preborn again this month, and each ultrasound's $28, just to put that out there. I, I was thinking about, so what number should we go for? Because uh, to me, to be excellent, it, the consistency is involved. It's a big word, I think, when it comes to to uh, excellence. And so as, as, the, as it pertains to the WFIL radio station and the listening family, I thought, well, hopefully the station's growing and the listeners are growing and we're capable of more. But I don't think you should automatically say just because we did a certain amount, you have to always beat it. That can be competitive. That can be fun. Nothing wrong with it necessarily. But I also want to kind of make sure that we don't inadvertently send the wrong message. 
as we work with different ministries like preborn. So the goal we have this January is 450 ultrasounds. So it does go up. It acknowledges that we had quite a bit more last year than the goal, but don't want to lose sight of the power of one and the impact that your gift can make if you were able to just cover the cost of one ultrasound. It really does matter. It can change the trajectory of someone's entire life. And so we encourage you to do whatever you can. You can either call 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY, or at WFIL.com. You'll see the uh, little banner there you can click through. And we're working on, if it's not there already, it should be there soon, a little scoreboard so you can kind of see how it's going. We are certainly open to going way past the goal. But I think if we can get to 450 ultrasounds this month, I think that's that's doing our part. And uh, we encourage you to be part of that. We have a couple special guests this hour I want to let you know about. Coming up soon, actor-comedian Dan Adut, who was uh, from the show Cobra Kai. He also has a show called Raid the Fridge on the Food Network, which is really fun. It's not your typical food reality show. It has more fun to it in some ways than the intensity of some of those other shows. And also, going back to old school, Daryl DMC McDaniels of the group Run DMC. Yeah, that Run DMC, like the rap pioneers who got kind of everything going. He'll be joining us. He has a children's book out called Daryl's Dream. It's a picture book. And we'll get into him, uh, into it with him to uh, let, let him share about that book. So that's happening this hour. We also have a gift card blitz happening. These are $5.60 cards, enough to get a couple coffees, maybe a drink and a snack, whatever you want. Take a friend out for a beverage. Uh, Duncan, Panera, Rita's, and Wawa, they're courtesy of Briner Chevrolet, our show sponsor. If you want one, you can get one, as long as you haven't won in the past month, and one per household. It's not a drawing. Just text in before 5 o'clock or email, and we'll get you one. All I need is your name, address, including the zip, and uh, which one you prefer, if you care, and then we can mail it out to you. It's that simple. Again, Duncan, Panera, Rita's, or Wawa. 610-500-DOVE is our text line. 610-500-3683. Or you can email D T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. AM 560, WFIL.com, on the app, listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. I was mentioning before the break that one of our guests this hour, Daryl DMC McDaniels from the rap group Run DMC. Just to uh, clarify that, for you may be familiar with some of their songs, but they were the first rap group ever to have a gold record. Their second one went platinum, which was the first for a rap group, and their third one went multi-platinum, which was also first for a rap group, and they have a bunch of other achievements in their lifetime. They were the first uh, hip-hop act to have a video on MTV. They were the first to American, American Bandstand, which has a special place in my heart in the sense that WFIL years ago was the home for American Bandstand and a bunch of other uh, accolades. So in any case, that's the backstory for Daryl McDaniels. He'll be joining us a little later on. Yesterday, we had Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics, which does Christian parodies of mainstream songs. They actually did one of Run DMC's version of Walk This Way, which you may remember was a song that 
uh, Run DMC did with the band Aerosmith. And I texted Jay today and said, what album was that on? He says, well, we had one originally back in the late 80s. So, uh, and we also did it live in the in the 2010s. So he sent me both versions, and I listened to them, and I thought, let's go with the original one that was done in 1988. I'm going to play that for you here just for fun, for context. Uh, and um, it's based on Acts chapter 3, which I'd like to read here for you going into that, and then we'll continue the program from there. Uh, this is simply uh, beginning at verse 1. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, Look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver or gold do I, not ha- I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the beggar held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see now was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him, as you all can see. That's the first 16 verses of Acts chapter 3. Set to music. This is Walk This Way from Apologetics. Change to Walk His Way. Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. Bad for the brother, I was hoping to recover, but the doctors were sad to say. Said we can't do nothing, so you're down on your luck because you surely be late to stay. So if it's clear to me that what I needed was to be the kind of guy you could never resist, I have to beg for myself with a system I discovered when I started as a little kid like this. AM 560 WFAL.com on the app. It's Walk His Way. Apologetics is take on Walk This Way. Aerosmith and later done with Run DMC. And again, Daryl DMC McDaniels will be joining us a little later on in the hour to talk about his children's book, a picture book that he just put out. We'll uh, get to that in a little bit. If you want to find out more about apologetics and the parodies they do, simply apologetics.com. A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X. 64 CDs worth from Elvis to Eminem and everything in between. Uh, Speaking, you know, I would love to get, we gave away their 63rd CD in a contest form. I'd love to get some copies of this new one. It's really, really good. It's uh, 12 songs from the 80s. Artists on this, uh, Tom Petty, Bobby Brown, the Moody Blues, Mike and the Mechanics, 
Corey Hart, Julian Lennon, Survivor, ZZ Top, Eddie Grant, Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen, and Jackson Brown. They also have a couple other 80s-specific CDs if you're in that decade. I mentioned it, of course, with Run DMC coming up. That was certainly their heyday with some of the albums they did uh, in any case. But they do things from the 50s, 60s, 70s, right up to the present day as well. Uh, speaking of giveaways, we have a brand new one that just went up uh, last night for the book Dishing Up Devotions. It's by author Katie J. Trent. She joined our program a couple weeks ago. It's 36 chapters. Each features a scripture verse, a brief story, a prayer, a faith-building family activity, and a delicious recipe connected to the devotional. It's designed to help homeschooling parents, but it really can be used by anybody, uh, practically speaking, for a devotional around the table or whatever it is, or whether your kids are in public school, private school, online school, whatever it might be. Talk to Katie about, uh, you know, kind of the backstory to it, and here's what she had to say. So I love faith, family, homeschooling, and baking, and this book is a combination of all of those things. So it was incredibly fun to write. And it's really the heart behind it is just to equip busy moms, whether you homeschool or not, to be able to spend time growing your faith and strengthening your character while doing meaningful activities. I really wanted people to know that faith building can and should be fun. And so it's set up as 36 weeks. So you can do one for each typical week of a school year. And each week has got encouragement for mom based on a biblical character trait that we'd like to instill in our families. And so start with encouragement for mom with a prayer and an affirmation. And then it provides a quick, simple family activity to build their faith and help them to really understand, like, what does it look like in our everyday life to live out a character trait? Like, what does it mean to be strong and courageous, for example? And then it's got a something I call a baking buddies, which is a conversation starter and a connection to make it an object lesson along with a delicious baking recipe that helps, again, reinforce that theme. So it's fun and it's quick and it's easy and delicious. That's Katie J. Trent and the book again called Dishing Up Devotions. You can find the uh, the contest on the contest page at WFIL.com. Uh, speaking of contest, we are, just to remind you, giving away gift cards to Duncan, Panera, Rita's, and Wawa throughout the hour. To get one, just text me or email, whatever is easier for you. Text line is 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. You can text the show anytime, really, for that, but you can also enter to win. We give these out every now and again, and you uh, will actually get one. You don't have to, it's not a drawing. This time around, it's everyone gets one. If you text in, I just need your name and address with the zip so I can make it easy to send you your card rather than have to go back and forth and all that to what's this up again if you also put the preference in against duncan panera Rita's, or wawa you choose courtesy of brian chevrolet in jenkintown each card five dollars sixty cents enough to get yourself a cup of coffees or a snack or something like that just as a way of saying thank you for listening in the only caveat is if you won the past month you're not eligible and one per household uh, so congratulations to uh, iris i think she's from telford and had a t- uh, text here from donna in Swedesboro, I believe it is. You're going to get your cards. We'll be glad to mail those out. And if you want to get yours, simply, again, text in or email D at WFIL.com, T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com, or text 610-500-DOVE. I want to bring on board now uh, an actor you may know him from the show, Cobra Kai. He's also a comedian, and uh, we're talking about Dan Adut. How you doing, Dan? Hey, hey, what's going on? How are you, Tim? Excellent. Thanks for taking time today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, congratulations on uh, Raid the Fridge. I guess there's been a couple of uh, uh, episodes thus far, one or two? Yeah, uh, two episodes so far uh, going strong, and there's uh, there's four more to go. 
Okay. Take a minute, if you would. Let folks know, you know, the basic concept, how Raid the Fridge works. We can go from there, if you would. Yeah, of course. So, basically, first of all, I, I just need to start off by saying this is not another serious food competition show. I'm so tired of those, <laughs> like, you know, this welcome to kitchen genocide battle royale. Like, this is not that. <laughs> right. This is a, it's a funny version of a food competition show. Um, and uh, basically how it works is we have four chefs and they have four mystery fridges. They have no idea what's in these fridges. They just choose a fridge based on the pictures and the magnets inside. And each fridge is an actual fridge that's a recreation of an actual fridge somewhere in America. Okay. Okay. So the chefs suddenly, they open the fridge, suddenly the time starts and their challenge begins, which is like, let's say they have like 20 minutes to make brunch or 20 minutes to make some sort of fine dining appetizer. And it's wild because they put together the most amazing dishes uh, under these constraints. Because even though it's a, it's a comedic version of a food show, these chefs are real chefs. They're real deal award-winning chefs. And they're battling it out for $10,000. The winner gets ten k, which, uh, which is not chump change. No, not so, at all. Uh, it's hard- yeah, it's definitely hardcore. But it, the coolest part about it is that, you know, every food competition show now, like, gives these ingredients that none of us have in our fridges. Uh, right, right. So we don't really learn it. You know, they're like, your challenge is you'll be given foie gras, sea urchin, and uh, baking soda, and you have 10 minutes to make dessert. It's like, okay, this is not realistic whatsoever. Right. Uh, these are real fridges. You get to see what a master chef could basically make if they came into your house and uh, and had your fridge to work with. So okay. it's really, really fun. Well, and then there are several rounds to it, right? At each of the rounds, is it completely different what they have to do, or is it different fridges per round? Uh, yeah, different fridges per round. Every fridge has has uh, different complications, and you know, some of them are, are are the fridges of someone in America. Some of them are party themed fridges, like a Mardi Gras themed fridge, okay. or you know, a, a New Year's party themed fridge. And some of them just have weird complications, like in the final round. Like last night's episode, there was a fridge that had Saran wrap uh, wrapped around the whole fridge, and <laughs> the chef had no idea. And he got the fridge and he opened it. And basically every single ingredient in the fridge was wrapped a hundred times over with saran wrap. So he had this, the poor guy had to spend the first 10 minutes just like hacking into these things and trying, trying to unwrap them and opening them uh, to find out what his ingredients were. So it's, an, it's another level of just, just kind of frazzling chefs and trying to see what they can, they can come up with uh, you know, on the fly. Saran wrap can be a formidable adversary, even just getting one level off, let alone a, a whole thing wrapped. So I, I can imagine that was a oh my God. challenging thing. It was, it, was, it, was, it was very unfair. We were, we were very cruel. I felt really bad for the dude. <laughs> to, to, uh, talk about the judges, too, just uh, you know, what they bring to the table, uh, Jordan and uh, Jamika. Yeah, so, so the judges are like world-famous chefs, like Jordan Andino and Jamika Pessoa. They're both unbelievable they're they have unbelievable palates and they they are you know they're judging like it's like like this is a serious food competition show and uh i'm also just like impressed at all the adjectives they have to describe food like i i take a bite of something i'm like this is awesome and they're like hmm, a delectable uh, balance between sweet and savory and also the heat coming through at the end i'm like uh don't you just mean this is awesome yeah <laughs> 
Right. Well, and to your point, though, uh, and then there's that grand prize you referenced, $10,000. So that's certainly it's fun. The show has that fun element to it, but that's a serious, nice prize. Um, but I'm guessing as folks watch, obviously being entertained is part of it. But I'm guessing, too, that the, that the average person at home can pick up some things along the way. Like uh, specifically, what do I do with my fridge when the ingredients aren't necessarily that complementary of each other? Yeah, I mean, look, there's one thing I learned from hosting this show is that I never have an excuse to say, oh, I have nothing in, I have nothing in the fridge. <laughs> I mean, there was a guy on last night's episode who, I mean, he, he made a, he, he didn't have breadcrumbs, but he wanted to make a, like a, a fried chicken breast, and he used Flaming Hot Cheetos and pulverized it into a powder and used that as the breading for the chicken, and it was so delicious. Oh, I bet. Oh, that's very creative. Yeah. No, that's great. So it's like these wild things you would have never thought of, and it's uh, it, it expands your mind, man. <laughs> Dan, will you? Uh, you know, I, my wife and I have five kids, and uh, each of them can cook on some level, even decent level. Um, but I think each of them got into it for different reasons. Whether it's tagging along with mom, or whether off to college now, I want to learn how to do things with my apartment mates and all that. How about for you? When did you kind of ramp up into taking food more? Uh, seriously, so to speak. I mean, crazy enough, it was because of the Food Network. I was such a huge Food Network fan when I was a kid, and mm. I loved watching old cooking shows. I mean, I'm going to go way back. Like, like I loved shows like The Frugal Gourmet and Yan Can Cook. Like, these are old school shows that I kind of, for some reason, I just like was captivated watching them on TV. And I always like thought like, oh, it, it, like it felt like you're a mad scientist in the kitchen. And, um, you know, I, I just didn't watch my mom cook and she would like teach me a thing or two. And I just loved it. And then when I got older and, uh, you know, I, I couldn't get girls, uh, my, I couldn't get girls at all based on my looks or my personality. And I realized that if I could cook them a nice meal, that that, that would, uh, that would get me a little further along. So, you know, it became a, a little, uh, special skill of mine that I, that I honed in on. Um, but yeah, I, so 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 cooking has always been a passion of mine, uh, and this is it's it's really a dream a dream job. Well, you also have a podcast going on too along those lines, Green Eggs and Dan, which again kind of has that the food part is serious, I'm guessing, but the the comedy has to be part of what's going on too at any given point. Yeah, it's a really really fun show where I interview celebrities uh, based on an actual picture of what is inside their fridge. So. Uh, yeah, if you've ever wanted to see what the inside of Henry Winkler's fridge looks like, uh, go on my Instagram at Stand Up Dan uh, and check it out. But yeah, basically, I you know I, again, I, I I'm always put in these positions where I'm like hanging out with celebrities, and I always get nervous and never know what to say in front of them. And so inevitably, if I want to get the conversation going, I just talk about food, and everyone loves, loves to talk about food. Sure, and. Uh, yeah, so so I was like, oh, maybe I could turn this into a podcast. And people, celebrities love being on it because, for once, they don't have to talk about their careers. You know, they can just talk about uh, their favorite cheesesteak or, or, yes. or whatever it is. That's great. Dan, you ought to look that up because we actually had Henry on uh, about a year ago when he had a children's book come out. He's written a lot of books people may not know. Uh, so that's fun. That's good. We'll look that up. Dan, thanks so much for taking time with us today, and congratulations again on uh, Raid the Fridge. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Tim. I appreciate it. Sure. Have a great rest of your day. All right, you too. That's Dan Adut. You spell his name A-H-D-O-O-T. And again, he's a host of Raid the Fridge on the Food Network, which you can catch, I think it's 10 o'clock Eastern. You know, this song came to mind when I was thinking about food. From the year I was born, the original classic 
from Oliver. Food, glorious food. We'll play a little bit of it heading into the break. Looking forward to Daryl McDaniels of Run DMC joining us in a little bit as well. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. AM560WFL.com on the app. Having fun going back down memory lane. 1968. The original Oliver soundtrack. My brother was in that movie back in high school. I remember watching that as a youngster. And uh, as I get older, I've grown to appreciate show tunes more. I'm not, I guess it's my kids who have been in some things. And I don't know, but I've, I've come to appreciate them more than back in the day. I used to think, because uh, I acted in high school and I did... Uh, a couple musicals, but I, I kind of always liked the spoken part more than the musical. And it's like, all right, I'll do the musical. I did You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. When I was in 10th grade. I was Snoopy. And uh, I think that might have been the main one. It was in The Diary of Anne Frank in 9th grade, The Miracle Worker, Helen Keller in 8th grade. And uh, what was the other one? Cheaper by the Dozen. I was the dad when I was a senior. Took a year off when I was in 11th grade. But uh, Anyhow, I've, I've come to appreciate the song and the power of the song and all that sort of thing. So uh, they do stay with you. You know, music is a powerful thing. We've incorporated some this hour. In fact, we're going to incorporate some more in just a little bit as we welcome uh, Daryl McDaniels of Run DMC in just a couple moments. Uh, congratulations to Brandon and Philly. Just texted in, wanted a Dunkin' gift card, courtesy of Brian Chevrolet in Jenkintown. We'll be glad to get you one, Brandon. Thank you for texting in if you want a free gift card we're doing that today a little bit of a blitz five dollars sixty cent enough for you to get yourself a beverage and a snack whatever you want to do or you want to get your readers ahead of time you can have it ready when the weather gets warmer if you're the plan ahead kind of person you have an option of duncan panera readers or wawa you text in they're courtesy of brenner chevrolet again in jenkintown with dave peterson we appreciate the sponsorship of our program uh, text line 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, 610-500-3683, or feel free to send me a quick email to timmyd, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. It's a guaranteed win. This is not a drawing. If you get in before 5 o'clock, we'll get you one. As long as you haven't won in the past month, we'll make sure we can spread these around as many folks as possible. Name and address with the zips, all we need, and if you have a preference, Duncan Panera, Ritas, or Wawa. Back with more in just a moment. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. We make a mean team, I need it to me. We get around together, around forever, and we won't be mad with more than bad weather. I am 560WFIL.com, one of the classic songs from Run DMC, my Adidas. Pioneer in hip-hop. Won tons of awards. And joining us from that group, Daryl DMC McDaniels, who has a children's book out called Daryl's Dream. Hey, how you doing, Daryl? Hey, what's up, Tim? What's going on? Good to hear your voice. Thanks for taking a little time today. Thank you. It's glad to be here representing for Philly. <laughs> That's it. Congratulations on Daryl's Dream. And uh, you. yeah, take it. Take as much time as you like. What you know prompted you to put this together, and what are your hopes for it? Well, um, as you know, Tim, everybody knows Daryl McDaniels became the mighty king of rock from when I got out of high school, made it to St. John's University, 
hooked up with Jam Master J, Jason Mazel, Reverend Run, Joseph Simmons, and then we walked this way with Aerosmith and our Adidas to tell the world how tricky it is. Y'all know that story. <laughs> That's right. I'm realizing, yeah, I'm realizing that I've always told stories on my records that would inspire, motivate, but even more importantly, make people see the goodness in themselves. Whether I was rhyming about it's McDaniels and not McDonald's, I ran down my family tree. I always talked about family. Whether it was school and learning, DMC and a place to be, I'll go to St. John's University. Uh, you know, I'm so gangster, Tim, that I made a record about Christmas. So we'll play every year and forever. That's right. I'm realizing the same way I talked about who Daryl McDaniels was from high school, even up till now, I can talk about what was it like when I was in kindergarten? What was it like when I was in third grade? I can let this younger generation know more about the Daryl that their mothers, fathers, and even I've been around so long that their grandmothers and grandfathers know about me. So the same way I put all those stories on my records, you know, from Tricky to Christmas to Hollis to Sucker and Seas to, um, you know, my Adidas, I can um, tell the stories of Daryl as a third grader, fourth grader, so that the kids could see not that Daryl DMC, the king of rock, is so great, that the little boy Daryl, who became this person, is no different from them. So basically, it's exactly what I've been doing with my records, but I'm now doing with a kid's book on a level in a platform that the kids can see themselves, um, their greatness in real time. Absolutely. You know, one of the the lines in the book, I think, that, that shines well. I mean, I really enjoyed reading through it. When you uh, encourage um, the boy who was teasing you, I forgot his name, but after he comes around and likes you. Charlie, and, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie. Uh, Charlie's like, how can I do what you're doing? And you're like, you don't, you shouldn't do it the way I'm doing. You should do it the way you want to do it. Like, it was a, a real neat tie-in. Exactly, because um, on the other interview, a lot of kids now, especially with social media, they're seeing things that they think if they're not, they're worthless. So if you remember, when I came into hip-hop, I, I, I'm about keeping it real. And I want the kids to know, and they're grown-ups too, you're perfect just the way you are. You don't have to live up to anybody's expectations, you know what I'm saying? And bullying and teasing exists through all generations across the board. But the confidence that rock and roll and my comic books, the superheroes that I adored growing up, it gave me the boldness to come into hip-hop and talk about my family, to talk about Byford and Ben and Alfred's my brother, to talk about St. John's University and elementary school and stuff like that. So I don't want the kids to think that who they are and what they like is all worthless. So my confidence as the mighty king of rock, I was just, I had a dream of becoming the king of rock. So I did a song about it called The King of Rock in 85 with Larry Bud Melman at the front door of Rock and Roll Museum telling me I'm not worthy enough to come in. Do you know how powerful it was when I got in? I got eventually got inducted in 2009, and they told me a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame didn't even exist when I made that video. It didn't start till 86. Wow. So I'm trying to show the kids that, yeah, I'm trying to show the kids that your dreams and your beliefs, whatever, if you like finger painting, finger paint. You ain't got to join the basketball team. If you got piano lessons and violin lessons, don't think you're, it's soft and it's not cool to do that. You know, I don't want – hip-hop is so messed up right now, we don't need no more rappers. <laughs> for composers and violin players and guitar players and drummers and stuff like that. So I'm just trying to represent the same way I represented for my, um, my generation. Like when Run DMC came along, we inspired the Beastie Boys. 
a white Jewish punk rock group. We gave them the confidence that, yo, if they want to make a hip-hop record, they could. And what did the Beasties do? They made a hip-hop album called License to Ill that changed everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Here's a funny joke. This little boy, Daryl McDaniels, with his two friends, Jason Marzell and Jam Master J, we did what the gods couldn't do. We brought Aerosmith back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, right. so much potential. So when you look at the Daryl's dream story, it's 150% me, but it's me showing you why I was able to do everything else. So I don't want to just inspire teenagers and college kids and grown-ups like I did in my generation. Yeah. I'm realizing if I tell stories about what DMC was doing in third grade, it can inspire these third graders now so that when they do become, so that when they do to get to high school and they do get to college and they do pursue their careers, all the mental health issues that exist for us right now, it starts from a little anxiety self-esteem, or I need to do something else to be accepted. If we attack that and present that to them now, it'll help them get through what's coming. Daryl, it's a pleasure to talk with you. I know you're talking to a lot of folks today. I just have one last question for you. You co-founded the Felix Organization as well. And uh, and, and just tell us what that what prompted you to help uh, found that, and, and just tell us a little bit about that, if you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I said earlier, y'all grew up with me. Son of Byford, brother of Al, Banner's my mother, runs my pal. It's McDaniels, not McDonald's. These rounds are, are Daryl's, those burgers are Ronald's. I ran down my family tree, my mother, my father, my brother, and me. When I was 35 years old, I found out that I was adopted. Big, shocking revelation. Then I found out that I was a foster kid. And that revelation, it was a wake-up call. It was depressing. I went through a whole lot. I had to go to therapy and rehab and all of that. But then I realized that my situation, my adoptive foster kid situation, didn't define who I am. You know what I'm saying? That was just my situation. Yeah. And because of my mother and my father and other people in my life put here to get me where I was supposed to go, that it didn't matter where I was at. It just mattered who was there to help me to get me where. So when I found out that I was adopted and I was a foster kid, me and Sheila Jaffe, one of the top um, talent agents in L.A., uh, she um, she um, cast um, she cast Sopranos in Entourage. We said we need to make sure there's opportunities for kids in the foster care system that will allow them to have the opportunity to pursue their careers and their dreams. So yeah. 15 years ago, we started the Felix Organization, FelixOrganization.org for anybody listening, to give opportunities so they can become the next great you and me, the next great casting directors, entertainers, personalities, journalists, radio people, directors, astronauts and everything. It's all about giving children the inspiration like I'm doing with the book and the opportunities, mentorship and bringing them to work. Let them see what they can be. You were raised in a Catholic home. I don't know if you came across this verse, but it says, Religion God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is to look after orphans and widows in their distress. And Psalm 65 says, A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God. He sets the lonely in families. So I just want to affirm the work you're doing. And uh, I don't know if you ever came across those verses in your upbringing, but I just want to throw them out to you now. Keep up the good work with what you're doing there with the Felix Organization. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you for having me. We're all in this together. Let's tell the stories that's going to change some lives. That's it. Congratulations on Daryl's dream as well. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's Daryl uh, DMC McDaniels on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL from the hip-hop group Run DMC. Wow. That's, uh, that's quite an experience to have a chance to talk to someone I grew up listening to 
We've had some pretty cool guests over the years. You can search back through our uh, podcast library and find some of them, too. We have a quick break to do, and uh, we'll get some more uh, info your way. Actually, something he just said prompted something I want to run by your ears in a second here. You'll see what I mean in a moment. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Whenever you want to hear WFIL, just say, Alexa, play WFIL. This is Pathway to Victory. Streaming there you WFIL go. It's that easy. We just got an Alexa for uh, Christmas, and wow, I didn't realize it. For the first time, I said, uh, Alexa, play the Tim DeMoss show, and it popped up. I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that. So just mentioning that's one way you can listen. Uh, and I guess if you type in a keyword or, or name a keyword, it'll find the podcast. I haven't tried that one out yet. Uh, in any case, congratulations to Di- uh, Diane in Philly. Texted in, picking up a Panera gift card. If you want to quickly text me or email me, uh, you'll get you a gift card courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Uh, text line 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, or email timmyb, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. I just need your uh, name address and put the zip in there, please. And if you have a preference, uh, please name it. If, otherwise, I'll just send you something. All right? It's a good win. $5.60, enough for you to get something to eat or drink or both, or maybe take a friend out for coffee. That's kind of what this is about, the relationship aspect. We appreciate you listening in and just want to thank you for doing so. If you won the past month, please don't contact. We want to spread them out, but otherwise, feel free to send a note uh, to Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com, or you can email, uh, what did I just say? Or text, 610-500-DOVE. Lost my spot there. 610-500-DOVE. So Daryl McDaniels of Run DMC was on with us. His book is a kid's book called Daryl's Dream. It's geared toward children ages 3 to 7, helping them with uh, topics like bullying and self-esteem and uh, celebrating individuality, being courageous. Nick Foles was on um, uh, the mic the other day, right after Christmas. He helped the Eagles, of course, win the Super Bowl a few years ago. And uh, has since become a third-string quarterback at the moment, professionally. But that's not who he is. Um, I mentioned this because Daryl McDaniels talked about identity. Nick Foles had quite a thing to say the day after Christmas. No. Uh, he, let me set this up. He was asked, uh, you know, the, the Chicago Bears, where he is now, he's the third-string quarterback. So he hadn't played all season, basically. And the team started out well, but the first two-string quarterbacks were out. So he had to come into action. Uh, around Christmas uh, was 26th, helped lead the Bears to a win and was asked if he felt vindicated, like, hey, look, I won a Super Bowl. I should be starting or something like that. I knew my teammates needed me because of the situation. Um, it's been really unique this year in Chicago. There's no vindication. It's just I did my job. I said it a couple years ago in a press conference. I played a playoff game against the team, and I said it doesn't matter if you're the first string, second string, or third string. you got to know who you are as a human being and what's your identity. It can't be in this game. It's got to be in something greater. And I've always said mine's in Jesus Christ. And I was a third-string quarterback tonight. I was just a third-string. That's my label. But at the end of the day, that's not who I am. I'm, I'm just Nick Foles. I just go out there and I play. I, I lean on my teammates. Um, I go to work. It doesn't matter. There's going to be trials and adversity in life. You have to figure out how to find joy in them. And once again, I'm grateful for my teammates for being there for me. Love that clarity from Nick Foles. Again, of course, former Eagle quarterback. Went to Jacksonville, signed a big contract. That didn't work out quite so well. Bounced over to Chicago with a trade and still the same guy as when he won the Super Bowl with the Eagles. Great to hear that kind of word coming from from him. So that'll do it for the show. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to doing it again tomorrow. Have a wonderful evening and feel free to pray for the show. We appreciate that. And feel free to tell a friend about it 
as well. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.